Thank you for tuning in once again. We're going to dive right into episode eight. And today is going to be a very good one because it deals with character. More specifically, how to appropriate good judgment. Or in other words, we'll call today's episode developing a good judge of character. Having a good judge of character. And I want to improve your ability today to be apt, to be astute in who you choose to date and or marry someone you want to take seriously. So this is this is important. It's important because in life you have to have a good judge of character. Who you choose to put yourself around in a relationship on a close interpersonal basis has a huge impact on your life because when you date someone, you're dating an influence. So this is something that's very subjective. So I understand that there are a lot of different things that someone could go for, but at the end of the day, there are some commonalities and there are certain qualities that will prove to be far more reliable, far more virtuous than others. And so I want to present a few today, specifically three that are gender neutral. By that, I mean for the female imperative, it will work and for the male imperative it will work. Or in other words, for a female looking to date or take someone seriously, this is something you want to look for, look out for. And for a guy, someone, if you're looking to, to, to date someone, this is something you can keep in mind and look out for. This works for both parties. So it's cohesive in that sense, something, some, something that we all need to keep in mind. So like I said, there's a lot of, it's a lot of different ones I could have added, but I want to keep it simple and narrow this down to three specific qualities that you want to look out for. And by being able to identify these three things in a person, it's a very great sign that you're off to a good start. Okay? So with that said, let's go ahead and unpack these uh, these character traits that you want to be able to identify in someone. The first one is discipline. Now, I touched on discipline in a uh, in an earlier episode, but now I just want to unfold it and tailor it towards relationships. Discipline in this regard is about self-control. Self-control, in other words, restraint, not allowing yourself to do a particular thing. This is very important because in life, in relationships, there's always going to be something pushing you or tempting you to do something. And you can kind of plug in that variable. But there's always going to be something there that's going to make you want to break a boundary, to breach a rule. And so what you do not allow yourself to do or when you notice a person is very strong in the area of not allowing them, allowing themselves to act on a particular thing, it shows a good, a great indication of character development, a good, a very good indication of maturation. Now, let's kind of port that to some some examples. Think about how many times you could possibly get angry. Now, we've all been in relationships and we've all been angry and we know the other person, as great as you think they are, they're going to make you angry. And it's a thin line between anger and doing something you might regret or you will regret. So you want to be able to say that, hey, this person. When they're upset, how do they conduct themselves? Can they restrain their behavior? Can they restrain their words? Because the first thing that manifests out of anger is what? Bad language. And we know language, we know words are powerful. You can say things that are very harmful and say things you can't take back. And once those words are out there, it can impact a person and trying to undo that can be a very long, hard road. And that moment of anger, that moment of outburst, was it really worth the three, six or 12 months or however long it took to get over that statement? Because who knows what you trigger in that person? You can trigger their insecurities. You can trigger their fear. 
You see, you can trigger a lot of things. You can plant things in them that wasn't there before because in a moment of anger, you said something you should not have said. Restraint. Discipline. You see, how can they control themselves? You can apply that to coping. When this person is going through something, how do they weather that? How do they address those trials and tribulations of life? Do they look to alcohol? Do they look to drugs? Do they look to partying? Do they look to very hedonistic or inappropriate ways to process those bad emotions? You got to think about that. How well does this person cope? Because life will test you. You're going to go through things. You're going to do unexpected tragedies can happen. How do you approach that bad stuff? How do you cope? You have a very bad day at work. How do you bring that home? How do you process that bad day? Do you displace that anger or do you kind of transfer towards something positive? You see, coping, that's a big one, but that it manifests itself in discipline. What's the right way to handle this? You see? And I should, should be, <laughs> I almost shouldn't have to go in on, you know, let's say, you know, temptation of the opposite sex, you know, something being tempting in that regard, whether it's something more casual, like a conversation that shouldn't take place, flirting that shouldn't take place, or the more, you know, acute forms of a lack of self-control. How does this person can c- conduct themselves around someone, you know, who, who they're attracted to in a way they should not be or see something that's attractive that they really probably shouldn't be putting their eyes on, male or female. How do they conduct themselves under that type of temptation? Once again, restraint. Controlling yourself. Does this person, when they get upset, want to begin to have conversations or reach out to people who you shouldn't reach out to, knowing you're, in a, you're, knowing you're in a relationship with them? Is that how they handle themselves when they're upset? Restraint. Controlling oneself. You got to think about that. Self-control. So we can say it's discipline, but I'm speaking about a certain avenue of discipline, the ability to withhold oneself from doing something when they feel the inclination to do it. You see, restraint, self-control, that's something you want to look for. It is a wonderful quality. You see, because if a person can't control themselves, if they can't can't rule themselves, they're going to have a lot of difficulty ruling things on the outside because it starts with them first. An environment is dictated by the level of temperance that a person possesses. They're responding to their environment. We're always constantly responding to our environment. There are more things you should be saying no to than yes. As I always say, if you're saying yes to a lot of stuff, you're probably on the wrong path. There's more things in life you should be saying no to than yes. So if life is more full of no's and a person lacks that restraint and they essentially give in, which is a yes, we don't have to really calculate that there's going to be some problems here. So discipline, you want to ask yourself, do I see this person showing regular, consistent levels of restraint? Can they control themselves? Do they seem to be very instinctual and kind of do whatever they feel and do what first comes to them? Or is this person show some type of patience in the sense that they hold off and maintain restrain themselves from doing something that they should do that they shouldn't do? You see, we could take that as something as simple as food, restraint with food, restraint with alcohol, you know, not even for the sake of just uh, coping, for the sake of just drinking it to just to drink it eating things that you shouldn't eat just to eat it. You're thinking about that, how that impacts the body. Think about that long-term, constantly eating bad and the problems that can come with it, constantly drinking all the time recreationally and the problems that can that can cause. Restraint. How well do they restrain themselves from what they put in their body? 
that is important because your health is wealth. That person's health will impact you and the relationship long term. Whether it's issues from drinking too much, you know, what that does, you know, to the liver, you know, what that does can do to a person's stomach, what it does to their digestive system, their immune system, the aging process, food, how it impacts your entire body physiologically, the things that can go wrong from eating the wrong foods constantly, what it does to the body composition, taking care of your body. Think about those things long term restraint. Can this person control themselves? Think about that one. Okay. So let's move on to the next one. The next one I want to throw out here is conscientiousness. That's a very important one. Conscientiousness. So you ask yourself, what is that? Conscientiousness is a person's level of sensitivity to their moral code. How sensitive are, are they to it? Why is that important? Because a person who is sensitive to their own moral code, not only will they do what's right when you're around, they'll do what's right when you're not around. That's a big one. This person would adhere to what is right, even if they are not being observed. See how important it is? It's easy to act right when you're right around someone. We all know how a person behaves is largely impacted on who's watching them. So that's good. It shows respect. Okay, so-and-so's in front of me. My girl's in front of me. My man's in front of me. Let not behave like, let me not say that or behave like that. But it's a much bigger statement to maintain that same level of integrity when they're not around. A conscientious person will possess that. They're going to do what's right, whether or not you see them. Why? Because their right and wrong is not dictated by an observation. It's not dictated by you looking at them. It's dictated because they themselves are sensitive to what they think is right. It flows from within. It's intrinsically empowered, intrinsically motivated. It's not extrinsically motivated by something in the environment, such as you being there such as your friend being there, such as being in front of your parents. It goes above and beyond human observations. It goes above and beyond what other people can technically see. This is a person who is doing what is right and checking themselves when no one else is around. Why? Because they're sensitive to their moral code. It's like, ah, you know what? That's not right. Ah, that wouldn't look good. Ah, it's just not about what people can see. It's, ah, I saw it. I know it. They're sensitive to that. That is a quality you don't want to miss out on. A conscientious person. You see, that code, that creed is going with them everywhere. So it's almost as if they have their own invisible audience, whether that's God who they believe in or themselves or a combination of both. They are controlled by that alone. The eyeballs are within, not without. The eyeballs are internal, not external. You see, it's a different level. It's a different, it's a different level of doing what's right. It's easy to do what's right if our boss is sitting right there, if our mom and dad is right there, if our girlfriend or boyfriend is right there, if they're one of their family members is sitting right there. You see, it's easy. You're being watched. Of course you're gonna be on behavior. But the acid test, you want to acid test a person? You see? Do you want to know if they can pass that, that real, that final exam? Can they do what's right even when you're not around? And trust me, it's one of those things where you'll hear about it. It'll get back to you. You know, the good, the positive, it always surfaces. You'll hear through someone. You know, that person will have a reputation about themselves for doing that. You see, but being around them, you'll be able to see that in them. I could see them doing right. There's ways to get this because I get it. You're not around. You're not seeing that, but you'll start to pick up on it. 
reputation can't be faked. A good reputation is, is like wealth in itself. A person like that will have a reputation for doing this right. You see? So there's ways to pick up on that about a person. And you can kind of even tell. Listen to them. Listen to different stories they tell. Listen closely to how they describe different situations, how they responded. Conscientious sold yourself up in many regards. It's not just in relationships. Think about circumstantially. Think about things at work. Think about, you know, different aspects, random aspects of their lives where they could have done something that was wrong, but because they didn't feel right about it, they decided not to do it. You see, you can pick up on how that quality is manifesting itself in other people and other areas of their life. And you'll start to see it because conscientiousness, it's, it's rarely linear. It's rarely singular in the sense that it just doesn't show up in one place. It's a sensitivity to the entire code. It will show up in other aspects of their life. You see, it's a sensitivity no matter what circumstance they're in or no matter the scenario. So that's something that you will be able to detect a conscientious person. That's a quality right there. You don't want to miss out on that one. And that one's important. You see, because we can't be around our mate 24-7. We got to feel confident and know this person's on point in front of me and they're on point without me. And that is peace of mind. And we all know you can't put a price tag on that. Let that sink in. So move to the third one. The third one is graciousness. Look for graciousness in a person. So what is graciousness? Graciousness isn't just being nice. It's not just being kind. It's easy to be kind. If someone's nice to you, you'd be nice to them back. Okay, that's technically kindness. Great. That's not graciousness. Graciousness is undeserved kindness. Undeserved mercy and favor. Someone doing good when you don't deserve it. A gracious person. A gracious person will forgive. Because think about the wrongs we do. Do we necessarily deserve forgiveness every time? I would say most of the time we don't, but we forgive. Why? Because we're gracious. It's the right thing to forgive. We're gracious. You know what? That was wrong. You said you wouldn't do that again, but you know what? I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to let that go. Obviously, use, some, use common sense. There are, there's a, always a bottom line, so I'm not saying everything's acceptable. When I say these things, I'm expecting you to apply some common sense to what I'm saying, but I'm describing graciousness, undeserved mercy and favor. Ah, you know what? Your attitude was really bad today. Hey, it's all good. I'm still going to go in there. I'm going to cook for you anyway. I'm still going to go to the store and make that run for you. I'll get anyway. Oh, you know what? You said you would pick up the kids this entire week. I did it last week and a week before that. You know what? I'll go pick the kids up all week again. Graciousness. Undeserved. Where a person may not have done all the correct things to earn that act of kindness out of you, but you do it anyway. You know what? Because you're gracious. Look for that quality in person, graciousness. That is important, especially when you think about long-term relationships, all the times where you may not feel like a person is deserving of a certain quality of, your, of yourself, but you have to be gracious. It's going to be hard to be married and not be a gracious person. You're in for a struggle if you're not gracious or not gracious towards you because we all need that. We all deviate from our norm. We could, oh, we could be a great person. That's awesome. But no one maintains greatness uh, you know, constantly. We all deviate. We all make mistakes. And so we need graciousness. Ah, you know what? It's okay. I'm letting it go. Ah, uh, you know what? I could respond more harshly than I could right now. But you know what? I'm going to be lenient. That's another element of graciousness. Leniency. Perhaps you're correcting them on someone, correcting them on something, or they're correcting you on something. 
but they could have gone further based on what you did, but decide to be lenient towards it. You know what? I'm going to go easier on this time because I'm a gracious person. You see? So obviously, as wonderful as a, as a, of a trait that is, obviously not to be exploited. Once again, use common sense. There are times where you should restrain and, and put your foot down. Boundaries, those always exist. So as I'm saying this, I'm expecting a certain level of maturity experience from you to know when to employ this if you're the gracious person and know not to exploit that in someone else if you see graciousness in them. You see, it goes both ways. If you have a wonderful quality in you, you do not want to be taken advantage of in that regard. Same thing with them. Graciousness is a very magnificent and beautiful quality, but you should not ever seek to exploit that in someone, knowing that, oh, I can do this because I know they'll just let it go. Now you're in the wrong. And obviously you wouldn't want that done to you. You, want, you wouldn't want someone to exploit something about you that's of high quality that you give to someone else. You want to be respected. So as I describe these things such as discipline, conscientiousness, graciousness, respect those qualities in that person respect it you know don't look to abuse it but as i said if you see that in them it's a great sign that you're on the right track and it's a great sign that relationship has a good chance of success now am i saying that all three have to be there and if it's not there the relationship will go wrong no i'm not saying that these qualities can fit very differently into the personality profile of different individuals they can have one of the three two of the three and things still go very well. What I'm saying is, if you identify all three, that is a very good place to be in. Because you're entering their frame. You enter the frame of someone who has these qualities. What do I mean by frame? A frame, a frame is how a person conduct them, conducts themselves. You see, it's the aggregate of their pattern and behavior, otherwise known as their character. So if you're entering a frame of graciousness, if you're entering a frame of discipline or restraint, if you're entering a frame of conscientiousness, you're entering a very good frame. Because like gravity, you're going to get pulled into those qualities. In other words, you will experience them. And, uh, and as I always say before, you know, when you enter a relationship, that's what you want to be putting yourself into. You want to put yourself into a good frame. The same way if a person chooses you, they should be entering into a good frame. So you should be in a place where you can provide a positive experience to them, which means you're in a place of mental and emotional stability. You know, you're a healed person. You have perspective. You have self-awareness. You're accountable. You understand the necessity and the importance of being a servant. If you're thinking like that, if you're in that spot, then the person who's around you is going to be in a good frame. And you want to look to them to have those same things going for them so you enter a good frame. That's what that means. Frame. Keep that word in mind. So when you go through, you know, your vetting process, when you're evaluating that female, when you're evaluating that male, ask yourself, do I see this person showcasing restraint? Do I see them being conscientious? Do I see graciousness in them? As I said, you can add on the other ones you want. Probably some other ones you think are very important. There probably are. I'm just giving you three based on my personal opinion. Three that are virtually immutable. Ones that go very far. That prove worthy. Self-worthy. And use that. Use it as a signpost. 
Use it as a starting point. Use it as something you can, you can begin to judge character because you want to have a good judge of character. That in itself will put you light years ahead in a game of life. Think this one over. I'll see you next time.